special thank you to our sponsors, Mugs Coffee House in Lebanon, Oregon, and Seattle School of Chen in Seattle, Washington. For more information about Seattle School of Chen style Taijai Chuan, go to seattlechentaijai.com. And for more information about Mugs Coffee House in Lebanon, Oregon, and their amazing coffee, go to mugslebanon.com. And there it is. We are hey, live. Yeah. That's it. It is. I am the substitute host today. Uh, Russ is, he's doing the right thing. He is taking care of his wife this afternoon. He asked if I'd step in. He didn't know I was going to play my own video, but I did because I can. And uh, uh, so we are here. We're going to, we're just going to get going. So uh, as you saw right here, uh, we have got Annie Lee, Dr. Nupi Aurora, Baron Robinson, Bob Feathers, M. Mark Kagiyama, and we are talking about navigating fear versus opportunity. Uh, as we were in the, the green room beforehand, we said, what, what is it that we do? And, uh, well, we're going to share some great information because, uh, as always, the most remarkable people in the world come right here on the screen and uh, we all get to take advantage of it. Uh, for those of you who weren't in the green room with us beforehand, uh, you are missing out. Uh, you need to be here. So uh, with that, uh, let's start uh, with Dr. Newby. Let's give an overview and just give, uh, you know, that, that intro, your heart about uh, fear and opportunity, because that's what we're here to talk about today. Okay. So I'm going to start this with a, a beautiful acronym that I absolutely love. Fear is false evidence appearing real. And that is the crux of fear. Once you know that, and once you embrace that almost, you can move through it. So that's my startup. False evidence appearing real. I love it. I love it. That's a great, great start. Mr. Bob Feathers. I love that to start. Um, you know, when I just think about fear, one of the places I always start is always staying within yourself. Just being that kind of, you know, just... Remaining, I don't want to use the word taking emotion out of it, but it's the idea that you know, we're all emotional, but it's that idea of just trying to stay centered, trying to stay calm. And that's a real important part as things are kind of going around you. If you just kind of always have that calm nature and, you know, there's times to be, I'm not saying we shouldn't be excited, right? There's lots of things to be doing and be emotional, but when you come from a place of calmness, I think that's a good place to start. That's a good place to help find that centeredness, you know, for, for fear to overcome those types of things. Yeah. Yeah. Fabulous. Let's move over. Baron, let's, uh, let's get your take here. 
Um, I think that people tend to fear what they don't know. And we get uncomfortable what we don't know. But the most exciting things in life are when we um, discover that area is uncomfortable. So I kind of have a phrase. I say you need to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And when you can, when you're comfortable being uncomfortable, um, then the fear goes away because then you experience the great things in life, but they're in that area you don't know. And you've got to go out there and find them. Fabulous. Yes, I love that. Be uncomfortable being, be comfortable being uncomfortable. So really cool. Mark, you are up. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely relate to this because I lived it. Um, and, and let me share how exactly I lived it. I, I you know, for those who don't uh, know my story, uh, I'm, I was diagnosed with stage four prostate bone and lung cancer in early 2021. And so, you know, when somebody tell my oncologist told me when uh, I got my diagnosis, she said, she said to me, your cancer is so bad that I can't cure you. And so I said, okay. But at that point, I had gone through so many tests and so many uh, invasive, uh, you know, like procedures and everything like that. I knew something was wrong. And so getting that diagnosis, it was actually a relief. Because it actually, I actually knew what I was dealing with because up until that time, I knew something was bad, but I didn't know exactly what. So the fear came, you know, she put the, a lot of fear when she said, I can't cure you. And, and um, so that really made me reflect and go deep inside and so what I did was, um, you know, I, I, I did so many things. You know, I started, uh, I used, utilized LinkedIn a lot. Uh, I was in my room for three months, wasn't able to walk, wasn't able to leave my room. And so I used LinkedIn to uh, get in touch with the world. And, and mm-hmm. so it, it was actually during COVID, you know, in the, in the major, major portion of COVID when this happened. And so I was able to, you know, I wasn't lonely at all because I always, I had LinkedIn. I connected with people all over the world. And that's, and what I wanted to do was I wanted to connect with people who had been down that cancer road and who are doing, who were doing it and who lived it. And and I wasn't really interested in in hearing a sales pitch. I wanted to hear from the people who actually did it. And after hearing that, I started getting more confidence because I started thinking to myself, you know, these people have gone through it and if they could do it, I could do it. And so that, that was my approach. And so I set my first goal was to be able to open my eyes on my birthday, which is in June. And when I did that day, it it was one of the greatest days of my life because I was able to open my eyes. And at that time, all my fear 
was replaced with opportunity because mm-hmm. I knew I was going to live. Just wow. knew it. And, and so it was such a turning point. And, and I'll share a little story that happened that day. Um, my daughter was with me and she stayed with me for two and a half months and she helped cook my food and she was basically my caregiver. And so she, that afternoon on my birthday, she sat me down and she said, you know, I want you to, um, you know, open up your laptop and I want you to look at something. I said, what are you doing? And she's filming me. I'm like, what is (laughs) happening here? And my two daughters, Lisa and Tani, they put together a video of family and friends wishing me a happy birthday. Mm. And, And that was just incredible absolutely incredible and one of our friends came on at the very end and she said hey i have you know uh one of my friends that wants to wish you a happy birthday and i'm thinking what in the world is this and to my great shock the person who came on next was none other than kevin hart and Kevin Hart wished me a happy birthday. <laughs> and so I know all that, that that was a long-winded answer, but that was, you know, I lived it and and that was my experience. So, wow. you know, uh, so I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to just uh, let me just take the moment here. I'm going to put this up because again, navigating fear versus opportunity. So here's the here's the deal and Annie will give you a a, a moment here too is uh, I want to talk about what uh, Mark experienced in we and how we experienced that in our lives, because when you go down the road and you see those little bumper stickers on the back of someone's car that says something like, uh, let go and let God, you're like, you know, that does not help when you're sitting in that, uh, you're sitting across from the oncologist and maybe you've got, hopefully you've got a family or friends there with you when you're having that conversations but a bumper sticker with a platitude does not help at that moment. So uh, fear versus opportunity. So Annie. So my brain goes into a little bit deeper in navigating through fear because where my brain goes to is fear to me is much more like our brains are designed to make it a conflict right? So I like to sit far away from the situation to become an observer of that fear and dissect it. So my brain goes into, okay, I'm feeling this negative emotion, right? You're, you're in that negative emotion of fear. What is it really? Cause I like when Dr. Newby said it's, it's false evidence appearing real because our brains are designed to protect us. So if that's all it is, then we can go and look at the circumstance we can go back to the thought, we can address the feeling, which then creates the action, which then creates the result. So when I'm thinking about navigating through that fear, okay, so I know that it's not real. What am I attaching that feeling to? I'm in this negative emotion, but I get to choose how I'm sitting, how I'm standing in that negative emotion, that fear, right? And not allowing my brain to scenarize about, oh my gosh, what if this happens? Or, oh my gosh, this, right? 
once you're able to sit in that observer position, you're able to free yourself from that emotion. You're able to go back and change the thought, which then changes your feeling around yes. it. But then again, changes your actions, whether you're responding to it versus reacting, and then you can change your results, right? Which then leads to that opportunity. Yes, absolutely. Oh, Scott, you're on mute. <laughs> Scott, you're on mute. There we go. Yeah, I want to. So I want to. I want to continue with that. I'm going to go to Baron next, and and um, uh, but this 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 comment that you make, Annie, versus uh, the react and respond right yep so when we react that's the emotional right that's the quick that's the emotional that's when we blurt something out yep. uh re when we respond right this is the this is the me under control using my intellect uh uh and maybe we can talk about this as emotional intelligence right emotional intelligence yes. is is understanding and in controlling your own emotions but yeah. also understanding and being able to affect the emotions of others and so from the kicking cancer perspective because i want to follow up with with mark on that but uh, baron i want to give you the opportunity to talk about this as well um i i, I want to share uh, an example that kind of falls more liberal with what mark said but uh, for those that have seen me on any of Russ's other stuff, um, Kicking Cancer is an organization here in Oregon that has really spread globally, um, which is kind of cool. But my sister was diagnosed with um, metastatic breast cancer. That was in November of 2015, and that was kind of the inspiration for this organization. And I knew in my head it's metastatic, which means it's not a matter of if, it comes back no matter when it comes back right metastatic cancer the odds of it not coming back are so small cancer is going to come back if it's metastatic well she found out a few months ago that it had come back and a couple weeks ago um, she had to go back in uh, and it come back where it started so it came back in her breast and she had to have another surgery and, and i think this is this is your point scott is after the surgery, um, emotionally, she was just really sad. She was just really frustrated that after six, seven years of work, that this dark cancer had come back. And because it was breast cancer, it also meant there was a surgery involved. And all of a sudden, she just doesn't look the same because they had to take the breast again. And, and she was sad for a couple of days. But you can't stay sad. See, that's the point. It's okay to be emotionally sad. You just can't stay there. And so after about three or four days, she lives in Arizona, and she goes out to the sunshine because those, those vitamin D rays are really important. And she goes for a walk because that keeps the lymphatic system moving. And she's back to going, you know, I'm me. I'm me. And, and it's okay to be sad. Just don't stay there yes. and and she has a phrase that i we use a lot if you can answer she says i'm not afraid to die mm -hmm. i just don't want my fault and if you know what you can do to prevent whatever then do that you, you can't control the car that's going to hit you when you step out in the street you can't control the drunk driver that comes out you can't control those things. 
And if you live your life in fear of the things you can't control, but control the things you can control. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so Bob, we'll come over to you and then we'll go to Dr. Noopy because she's she's like straining at the microphone. We're going to do a much, <laughs> but Bob first. <laughs> you know me so well, Scott, seriously, obviously. That's what I, you know, this is the thing I love about video conferences. Now, some of the platforms like, like uh, um, Clubhouse and stuff, the audio ones, I mean, that's great. But watching Dr. Noopy here, and I'm just like, oh, this is the beauty of, um, this is the beauty of, of video. Yeah, and I'm really expressive as well. I'm like, yeah, yeah and acting it all out. I actually private message going, yeah. you would so win charades, seriously. I mean, I yeah. think I would. Bob, take it away. Sorry. Bob. Sorry. Bob. Yeah, so I want, I want to keep pulling on it a little bit. There's like these pieces, these threads, right? And kind of these, again, mm -hmm. these, these thoughts. Um, and it is, that's like, coming back to the calm, but then it's, it's that control piece again. And this is an important, you know, I learned this a long time ago when I was young as a manager and, and working with a mentor of mine. And it was that whole idea. He said, you know, can you control that person's emotions? Can you control that? Can you, and you know, the answer was always resounding no, right? It was always a resounding no. So you always have to turn back to yourself and you always have to keep finding that space within yourself and keep, and it was, you know, it's a learn, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a learning thing too. I think that's one of the things we find, right? Too. Some things are just, you have to just, you have to live through some of these experiences and then learn from them and try to get better at them. And, but try to find those spaces, you know, again, where you kind of, you, you know where to go, right? You kind of go, okay, I see what's happening now, but I know how to cope with this and I'll start here. And then the other point is that inflection point we're talking about is since you can't control that person, but you can control how you speak to them. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's that whole kind of, so it back to Annie's piece of, you know, it's, it's how you respond. It's the, yes. again, it's like, and trying to, even if you can just wait that millisecond where you want to be like, and just be like, and then you go, oh, and then what you do is start to learn a little scripts, right? And then start to learn things. Why would you say that? Or mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not sure I understand, you know, just trying to then also find, you can build little scripts for yourself and practice them a little bit to make sure you have those scripts of conversation. Those, those, you're kind of ready, right? You have it, you start to build up your little quiver of tools and you're like, oh, I'm in this situation. And this is, then you go like, okay, oh, I need to do this. And, and, and so you start to kind of build up that tool set in your, in your mind and then you start to practice it. Yeah. I love Maybe. it. I love it. Yeah. 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 So there's a couple of things there I wanted to like yourself, just bring back. I think the first crucial thing is, being aware, actually, because we're talking at the minute of how to change that thought process. But let's just take it back a little bit and remember some key things. Fear is a normal response. It's our human, it's conditioned response to alert us to threat, to alert us to danger. And that is our pre-programmed, our lizard brain, the amygdala response. There is a biochemical neurochemistry behind this, which affects us physically and emotionally. So knowing that, knowing that this is very real, the physical impact of fear 
can cause stomach upset, your heart to race, all the things that prepare you for the fight flight. Now, in terms of how do I navigate this, it's remembering, okay, it's a thought or a feeling and it will pass. Notice what that thought or feeling is. What is it I'm feeling in my body? What is it? What's the thought perhaps that's going on in my head? So it's notice, name, takes the power away when you name it, mm-hmm. and reframing that that whole little bit. So it's challenging gently. What story am I believing here? Where is the evidence that this is actually going to happen? Or am I mm-hmm. running away with myself, you know, being swept away in this tidal wave into the future, which I can't predict? Or am I being sucked back into the rabbit holes of rumination? I love these phrases. I've made them up myself. Um, Where you get stuck in regret and remorse. And it's remembering you can only do what you can in the here and the now. Your thoughts don't define you. And you get to choose. And that, to me, is just fundamental. And this is what I spend a lot of time especially through my F list, which is equivalent to fuck off, focus and breathe and flip. Notice, name, refrain. And not to be rude, the fuck off is all about, well, it actually stops that whole negative narrative and it just brings you back to the here and the now and reminds you, Mm -hmm. okay, really? I just need to check in with myself just right now because I've noticed those feelings. I've noticed that thought. That's fear doesn't have to define me. F it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Focus on the breathing. It keeps you in that respond mode. And then you flip it by challenging that narrative. So yeah. first three Fs of my F list demonstrated. And you have part of it right there. Thank you to uh Thank you. Tim, Fuck off, focus thank you to breathe Tim and for, flip. Uh, it's flip. Yeah. Tim, Tim, it's flip. Just saying. <laughs> All right. Hey, we'll come over to Annie in a moment. And, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about, you were talking about when you name it, right? The the unknown is the most frightening. And uh, I will say uh, part of our human psyche is is that speculation is more fun, right? We want to, we want to just, when we don't know the facts, we're just like this. We see it in office politics all the time, right? Um, Speculation about this or that. Uh, and then when you find out the truth, you're like, oh, that's just uh, whatever. Moving on. You know, but name it. That is so cool. Annie, you are up. Oh, and then we're gonna and then we're gonna move into uh opportunities. We've talked about the fear, but let's uh and then we'll come over to Mark after Annie and we'll talk about where are those opportunities. So I couldn't agree more, Dr. Newby. I just freaking love you, woman. Like, but it really is. It's just that simple when you are bringing that self-awareness to that thought. Like, but it's the idea because we're programmed, right? We're here at all the time, you know? So we allow that fear to come back in. We get to choose the thoughts we entertain and the thoughts we release. If it's not serving you, pause in that moment. Like I always bring up to my clients. I'm like, look, you're in the middle of a hurricane. You have all of this stuff going around you, but you get to choose to be the heart and the stillness inside of that hurricane. Because there is, there's a spot inside of that hurricane. That's, that's you. You get to be in that center and take that time and take that moment and say, okay, 
is, is this in my control? Is this out of my control? Right. Mm -hmm. We don't get to worry about what's going on with the hurricane because it's going to do what it does. Right. We're in this moment. We're checking ourselves. We're bringing that awareness back in. We're because we don't need to seek approval outward. We seek it inward. We know all the answers. Right. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Newby was talking about that. I was like, oh, my gosh, I love you. And, we and this is part of, the, part of the problem with uh, the modern world and all this connectivity. It's it's yeah. good and bad, right? Every strength to an excess becomes a weakness. And yeah. so... Um, but it's how you are choosing to view it. It's your perspective. Yes. perspective. Exactly. Yes. So yes. a lot of us uh, have uh, concern for Turkey, right? Yeah. Right. So this is this is this is just human tragedy on a, on an immense scale. Mm -hmm. And we see these images and we hear the stories and our hearts go out to them. But I can't take that burden on. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I can't take that. I can have compassion for them, uh, but I, I can't take on the burden of 20,000 people, 20,000 lives. Send them light. Right. Send them light. Send them light. I was just about to say. And right. you can like the power right. of human connection and sending that thought, sending that love, sending that energy. Yeah. Oh, that can do so and, much. And, it can. And Mark, I love the story that you told about oh. and opening the laptop, right? Because uh, this is something that somebody could do for you. There is a, a tangible action that can that can make a difference. Uh, and and so I will just say someone took an opportunity to to make a difference and it has impacted that story has impacted yes. so many people because you have told it here uh, yeah. on Rust Reels Live. Uh, but let's 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 go back into let's talk about more of the where where when these fears happen to us, how does it open the door and how do we take advantage of those? and allow us to set the sphere aside and move forward into positivity. Mark? I, I think it's easiest for me to share my story in relationship to answering this question. Um, to me, fear is a lack of education about whatever you're dealing with that at that particular time you know if you go down a dark alley you're scared because you don't know if somebody's there what's at the end of the dark alley and so fear is something that um, we can't allow it to consume our thoughts respect the fear but there are things that we need to do as as people, hey Russ, <laughs> nice to see you. There's things that we can do as people to uh, alleviate that, and and I feel what's most important is alleviating it by education, uh, educating ourselves as to what's at the end of that alley, what's in front of us, as much as we can, and, and so fear can be replaced by by education and, and so what i did in my case was i did not have all the answers but i was searching for them every single day every single uh, I, I i realized at that point that every day was a blessing 
every day that I opened my eyes was a new opportunity because any time that you can open your eyes and experience a new day, that's the greatest thing that we can have happen as people, you know, because we cannot fight the fight from six feet under. It's just not happening, you know. So if we realize that and make the most, absolute most out of every single day, then, you know, our lives become so much, so much fuller and so much more um, uh, wonderful. To be honest with you, I mean, I didn't know when I when I started my journey uh, that a lot of the things how they would play out. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, early in 2021, when I was really sick, I was very very sick, and I weighed. 123 pounds and i just talked to somebody today that that saw one of my videos and said oh my gosh they they had seen me when i was really sick and they said they said you don't even look like the same person and i i said thank you but um during that particular time i wanted to share my journey and also inspire people to realize that how incredible their lives are and not to waste it. So many people, uh, it, you know, live their life. Oh, it's Monday. Oh, I can't wait till Friday. And yep. so you're trying to skip over a whole week that you could be doing so much because you don't like Monday or you don't like it the rest of the week, which doesn't make any sense. Our lives are so short. We have to make the most out of every single day, every single hour, every single minute. So what I did was I started my YouTube channel, which is called To Be Your Own Hero. Mm -hmm. And what I wanted to do, the reason I wanted to, wanted to start it in the first place, I wanted to help one person. You know, I said to myself, hey, if I could help one person, it's all worth it. And so what I did was I would chronicle my, my cancer journey, but I'll also look more importantly to inspire people to appreciate their health, appreciate their life. Because if you do not have your health, I, I mean, you hear it all the time. If you have your health, you have everything. Yeah. Or when you actually do not have your health, then you realize, wow, they, that is the most true, the truest statement on earth. When mm -hmm. you have your health, you have your life. And so I started my uh, YouTube channel in early 2021. I, I do, I post one video a week and, um, you know, it's just come back in so many incredible ways. I mean, it's, I never dreamed uh, what it would be. And I never dreamed that the person that it would help the most would be me. Wow. Oh. So we're going to go to, we're going to, so Beautiful. the substitute host, the real host came in here. <laughs> so we're going to give, we're going to give, we're going to give Russ a moment here and then we'll run over to Baron. Uh, but I just want to say there was a, uh, for those of you who, 
uh, our movies, and we're a movie family, so we watch these movies. Uh, Men in Black, the original Men in Black, and uh, there's a there's a moment where uh, Tommy Lee Jones is uh, watching the satellite photo of the woman that he would have married, right? Yeah. And uh, and the comment comes in, you know, they they find out that yeah he was the she was the woman he would have married, but you know it didn't. And um, and so what's the comment? This is like, well, better to have loved and lost than never have to love at all, right? Yes. Again, yes. it's that momentary platitude. And Tommy Lee Jones, the writers had the best response in that because he just looked at him. He said, uh, you know, try it, try it, right? Because when it's, it's, it's one thing when it's someone else's life, but when it's yours or someone that you know, it yeah. makes all the difference and so russ welcome to your show <laughs> hey everybody so i'm only going to be on here for a very short time because first of all i have no voice oh so i can't you really but second <laughs> but second of all i wanted to i just had a few minutes to pop in and i wanted to say mark you're a huge inspiration to me i think coming out of journeys where there's a lot of fear involved and in life, we all have that. But when you're got a cancer diagnosis and you know, you have all these things that surround you, but then looking at it with what are the opportunities God has given me to actually do some amazing things and encourage people and inspire people in spite of what's going on, live our life every day of our life. People like Baron who, with kicking cancer who inspires people as they're going through this journey. Not everybody's going through a cancer journey, but a lot of people are going through other fears and other struggles in life. Being able to utilize those things and inspire other people is an amazing gift. It's an amazing gift. And when I've watched other people, when I first met Mark and I watched all that he had gone through way worse than me, and what he was doing with his life, his YouTube channel, his, his platform, it just inspired and encouraged me beyond belief. So I am, you guys know my word for 2023 is opportunity. And I think that in life every day, we have amazing opportunities through everything we're going through. Our circumstances do not define us. Yes. What's going on, what other people say does not define us. We were talking the other day about people shooting on you. And when people are saying you should do this and you should do that, other people don't dictate your life. You should sit down, Mark, and just give up, right? Forget that. Mark's going to live his life. Mark's going to inspire people. Mark's going to get out there and do positive things. You know, I know Baron right now is, he, he I'm sure is going to talk more here, but, you know, his sister's going through a situation again as well. And all the people that he supports, and those people are doing something with their life. They're not sitting down just waiting for things to take care of them. They're taking care of life and doing something positive. So I just wanted to say I love all you guys. Sorry I can't be here for the whole show today, but uh, taking care of my beautiful wife today. Yes. <laughs> Go and rest your voice and do some salt water gargles and some honey and some lemon and steam. Off you go. I've been doing that. That's Rush your voice doesn't want to make me go gargle. So <laughs> <laughs> going for some more tea, honey, and lemon. See ya. Do it. Do it. Bye, Russ. Love you. Bye. All right. Oh. Great to have the man here. So, oh, so many Baron. good points. Baron. I'm like, oh, sorry. 
Baron, you're up, and then we'll go over to Annie. And uh, it's a young man here in the Salem-Kaiser area that really inspired me a number of years ago. You know, and Russ was like, you know, your 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 situation in life is not defined. Um, and you guys can find this guy on on YouTube. Um, his name is Casey McAllister. When he was eight years old, he was run over by a semi truck and lost both his legs at eight years old. And he just wasn't going to let that define him. He yeah. He went on to do a lot of very interesting athletic things. He's actually a state wrestling champion. Um, but when I started kicking cancer, I just, my sister and I wanted to do this little thing called the Warrior Dash, the trail run with some obstacles. It sounded interesting. And Casey joined us with no legs. He joins us to do this thing. And then he said, hey, I do these Spartan races. And if you've never seen a Spartan race, it is a trail run with a lot harder obstacles. And I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I'm 55 years old and I've got two legs. I've got two legs. So, so why don't I just try what Casey does? And I'll tell you, they're not easy. They're, they're not easy at all. But um, Casey had a phrase that inspired me. And it kind of goes with your topic here, Skywalk Foodie. So, so Casey says, it's only impossible because I haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm say it again. It's only that. impossible because I haven't done it yet. So once yeah. you do it, it's not impossible anymore. And here's this guy, 36 years old, no legs. He has done a 24-hour Spartan race in November in Iceland. Wow. And I'm sitting here at 55 years old going, well, what's my excuse? Like, what's my excuse mm -hmm. not to try? And mm -hmm. so I did. I, I took on the three mile and then I took on the six mile and then I took on the 13 mile course and, and it wasn't easy, you know? And I remember the one, one I finished right after Casey, he crossed and then I crossed and, and I looked at him and I said, he says, how you feel? I said, Casey, I'm 55 years old. I'm like, I'm sore, but, and I finished last. And he said, no, you didn't. There was a hundred people younger than you that dropped out. They just couldn't fit. They dropped out. And, and so you look for opportunities. And, and you don't just go, hey, this is what life gave me. Well, Casey could easily just apply for disability. But he goes, why would I? I'm not disabled. I'm not disabled. Why would I apply for disability? And so opportunity is what you make. Opportunity is wow. what you make. And it's only impossible because you haven't done it yet. <laughs> Love that. Love yes. that. You know, Fantastic, that's Baron. fabulous. And you know I, I, I always tell people, I, you know, I did the I did a 3K because they're off doing these races and uh, 26 miles and all this stuff, you know, and they got the little bumper sticker. I did a 3K. Yeah. And, and I tell them proudly, it took me two and a half hours to do my 2K. Uh, it was a Spartan race. So I go, you know, I had a, I kind of had an excuse there. Uh, but, you know, these stories are so inspiring and it reminds me in... Um, uh, the 1968 Olympics, uh, John Stephen Acquario was the uh, marathon runner from Tanzania. He finished last. And in fact, he finished about two hours behind the leaders who came across. So he is qualified to run the Olympic marathon. He should not have been two hours behind, but he was in injured. And if you watch the film, his legs are wrapped. He's hobbling, he's hopping, he's trying to get in, and he crosses uh, the finish line. 
and the the story the narrative that goes with it that that says this uh his story tells us more about the human spirit yes. because uh they said this is not just uh people playing at games right they said in it goes the best way to explain this is in the athlete's own words and he said my country sent me three thousand miles not to start a race but to finish it yeah that's yeah. awesome you're up brilliant oh my gosh that's so brilliant it really is because it, it is what we tell ourselves it's that scenario that we put in our head like when Marin, when you were talking i was like thinking in my head i was like oh my gosh like we're still trying to do things we're still moving forward but how often are we robbing ourselves of the opportunity to get go past that to be better right so when that fear comes in when you're navigating through that just know that the opportunity is on the other side of that door let's open it right if you can mm -hmm. pivot in and out of that as quickly as possible and shift into that opportunity don't rob yourself of that i love how he said like you know it's i'm not it's not impossible i haven't done it yet that's mm -hmm. really what i view things as too is like yeah i had this beautiful opportunity guess what I know it's coming. I know that fear is coming because we all have that little story, that little voice inside of our head, right? Mine's Hermie and I shush it all the time. I'm like, you're not a part of this. This is just me, right? When we make those powerful decisions to shush the fear and we get these beautiful opportunities, these beautiful doors that get open for us. So I, I love this topic. This I could talk about this for days. It was uh, the, the um, when the team of SpaceX took that uh, booster rocket yeah. and uh, instead of just discarding it and let it land in the ocean and sink and rot down there, uh, it actually landed upright all by itself, right? It just came and it landed. That is, by the way, impossible to do mm. until they did it. So Baron, I love that. Yeah. Bob, yeah. Uh, Bob, you're up. Let's, uh, I'm up. Okay. I want to hear what's inside <laughs> your brain, by the way. <laughs> what is Do it, you really? <laughs> I'm literally <laughs> I am not afraid. I find as an, as yeah. an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, you know, so there's a couple different threads. Like, you know, Baron's touched on it. Annie's touched on it. There's just different themes going on. There's one component of, right, this you can visualize the end. Right, you know, kind of having that visualization at the end, like of just being positive, right? So not trying to but I would say what Baron said is like one of the things is not to build the expectation of what you want it to be. Right. And I think that's what it's so again it's going back to this kind of like living in the present, like, okay, I'm here now, I'm responding, and now I'm gonna do the best I can do. I'm gonna move forward to this thing and I'm gonna get to something. An opportunity. I don't know exactly what it looks like. I know, but I know it's, it's and whatever I get there, there'll be a, a good outcome or like, but not trying to like say, I want it to be this outcome, right? So it's a little bit that surprise. It's trying to like let the, let it come to you. Mm -hmm. And at the end, be surprised. And I'll use a different, you know, not cancer story, but just the idea of sometimes you build an expectation of what you want something to be like so much in your mind and if it doesn't quite happen exactly the way you wanted it right you're disappointed so again it's like visualize the positive but at the same time allow it to come to you and then be in a way have the surprise of 
when it comes to you, what it brings. What I don't know where exactly this is going to go. I'm going to start this journey, and I hope to kind of get here, and I hope it brings me here. But whatever comes out of it, hopefully mm-hmm. will be good. And if it's bad, I can learn from it, right? I can take it back, put it in my tool belt, and go, okay, you know, whatever I was doing there didn't seem to quite work. Um, so, yeah, again, I think going back, it was like living in the present, not mm-hmm. trying to, you know, put ourselves in a spot saying, I, I want it to be exactly like this, like, and then, and then being disappointed by that kind of thing. Just let it happen. Let those opportunities come to you and then be surprised, yeah. be surprised. Let, in some ways, let them be, let, let yourself be surprised by what you get to, like finishing a race when you go like, I finished last. Yeah. But a hundred other people didn't finish. And you're like, yeah. oh, oh, that's yeah. pretty good. Like, I, yeah. you know, well, all right. That's pretty good. Or even like, I love your story about the Olympics. Like, they didn't. They didn't send me to start the race. They sent me to finish the race. Doesn't matter if I, but I finished. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Yeah. See, I'm glad I climbed inside your brain. It's a <laughs> fascinating place. <laughs> wow, I didn't know you. Now had get out. Now you. get out. And, 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 and so uh, let's let's try this. My voice drops the lava bombs instead of glitter bombs. Well, let's get some I glitter bombs. Yes. Doctor. Can you I, can I, can I, is up. it my turn You now? are up. It is your turn. I got the talking stick. <laughs> I'm, I'm like literally going, oh my goodness me, I can't wait <laughs> Sorry, I've just been inspired by everybody. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so I've got two more little acronyms and then I want to, just before I give those other acronyms, is say the human spirit. We're looking at opportunity. So we've, we're moving from fear and we're going to, create something because we have the power to do that and fear itself as i said before it's this it's this it's the story you're telling yourself it's what you're choosing to believe and when you learn that that's your shadow self and it's a part of you it doesn't have to embrace you you can use it almost like like an alarm clock this is how i say this to my patients and clients that it's embracing what that fear might be trying to sort of highlight. What is it? What else can I get from this? What is it that this is really trying to show me? And keeping that, the human spirit, which is so powerful, when you keep like an armor almost, gratitude, hope, courage, compassion for self, love, unconditional love for yourself, that is so incredibly powerful. That's like literally laser zapping fear out because it mm-hmm. changes the energy vibration. And what it does is it's almost like you're switching a light on. So I remember my daughter being absolutely shit scared at night when she was four or five. She'd seen these shadows on the wall and she was convinced it was this monster coming out at her. And, you know, put the light on and literally put the light on and what do we see it's a shadow of the towels Mm. which looked like a dinosaur and i know that's really simplistic but that is exactly what fear is it's a shadow fucking put the light on the light is gratitude hope love compassion courage curiosity and really see it for what it is challenge that because there's always a flip side to whatever you think you're fearful of, what actually can I gain from this? There's always, there's, it's 
you can't have dark without light. There's always a dual response. And my mm -hmm. final thing I wanted to share is fear. You can either forget everything and run, or you can face everything and rise. That's my final thing to say. <laughs> I drop. That's it. You're not going to say anything more? Nothing. No, no, that's it. That's there we it. go. Annie's, 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 more Annie's, to say. Annie's, Annie's, say. This is my thing. This is my jam. Yeah. This is just everything I live and breathe. Thank you for coming to Russ Reels. Yeah, Annie, Annie <laughs> added the punctuation part mark right there. So, um, Mark, we're going to come back. We're going to come back to you. Um, and in these last minutes, because we're going to have to wind down, but I'm just going to remind people that uh, one of the best things that you can do is subscribe to Russ's YouTube page. And so I would request everyone right now, open up a separate tab, uh, go to YouTube, uh, follow Russ there, click the follow, <laughs> click the little uh, bell button so you get reminded. And at those moments when you have to go, uh, when you I to say, when you get called into the principal's office, whatever that principal's office is, and you know what that feeling is, right? You get that, it's that hot yeah. on your back and yeah. you're just, you, because you're so concerned. Um, come to Russ Reels and play uh, some of these shows because uh, that will help you alleviate uh, the fear and find the opportunities. Because I guarantee everybody that whatever we face, there is an opportunity in it. Yes. So definitely. Uh, with that, uh, we'll let's we'll get some final words here. Mark, you are up first, and then we'll move over to Baron. I'm going to tell a quick story, which I love to tell stories, um, because something's happening with it uh, tonight. Um, my sister has a daughter who's a special needs uh, child. And uh, she didn't know what to do with her and was trying to find a place for her in the world. And so she started taking her to the park and my niece, you know, watched as uh, the, the girls there and the boys we're playing basketball and so she told her mom that's what i wanted to do so my sister started talking to the person um, who was in charge of the basketball at, at the park and uh, got her started with with basketball even though she was very limited and very um uh you know she says a special needs kid so what happened was was she loved my niece loved the game of basketball and, and was there every day and wanted to be at the park every day to learn because she loved it so much and so this coach happened to be the coach uh, basketball coach at hamilton high school which is in in los angeles and um so she said she wanted to, you know, join the basketball team. And, and it was like, you know, raised all these eyebrows. She ended up making uh, the junior varsity basketball team and was the first special needs kid 
to make a major sport in the history of the school. Wow. And wow. So she, a week ago Monday, they had senior night. And, and she was playing, which she didn't know at the time, she was playing her last junior varsity game. And she's been the leading scorer on her team. And that particular night, she scored 25 points. Oh my gosh. Uh, in a junior vas varsity game. Wow. And so after the game, they had a special ceremony because she was the only senior uh, in either junior varsity or varsity. And so they decorated the whole gym with posters and, and, and the dance team was there and the cheerleading team was there. The boys basketball team, the boys volleyball team, the gym was packed because all because of her, because she's even though she's special needs, she's like the friendliest person at her school. And, and so I'm going to wind this up by saying she was uh, interviewed and, and she was on our local news channel and, and they've been playing it all week oh. and, and showing films of her and overcoming and she's now uh, been elevated to the varsity and, and she's mm -hmm. been playing very well. But uh, when the journey started, my sister had no idea about you know what was gonna happen. And she was scared because she didn't know, uh, you know where her daughter was gonna fit into the world. And, and it tur it's turned out to be something truly amazing and it's you know they're, they're the papers are all over it in fact they're playing a playoff game tonight uh in in about an hour or two so sometimes you just have to try things have some a little bit of faith yes and just put yourself in there and go for it and and, and you wouldn't believe what kind of doors can open for you and, and it's mm -hmm. and it's surprising and it, and it's beautiful and, and you know and that's how you get these incredible stories uh, of of human triumph and, and mm -hmm. so yeah I just wanted to share that and thank you so much you know I, I just uh, Mark is such a powerful story right if that was the only thing that came on Russ Reels today absolutely fabulous and worth every moment I'm just uh, I'm stunned. I'm also grateful that I said that the next person to speak was Baron and not me, because <laughs> I don't want to. I, I don't want to follow that up. But, but I do get to let Baron go next. Well, I'm not sure I can follow it up, but um, <laughs> what I do know is, you have to learn how to turn tragedy into triumph. Mm. And I think that you know, really, what we've been talking about here—the fear and the opportunity life is full of tragedy how do you turn tragedy into triumph and you know for for my family my sister's diagnosis came out of nowhere we didn't see it coming and we just wanted to do this little trail run together it wasn't gonna be a big deal but 42 of my friends rallied around me to help her um and then when she flew home i she lived in arizona and i said you know what you're doing what you're doing to stay alive we should share and that was the essence of how kicking cancer started uh, five years ago is we just said what well, you're gonna stay alive let's share that well here we sit five years later 
Um, and initially we had one shirt. We had a pink shirt because she has breast cancer. Uh, but this Saturday we are opening a brick and mortar. We have a kicking cancer apparel store. Um, we're creating an online way to sell. We have shirts in 34 states and 32 foreign countries. Um, Mark, who I met through our website and sent me his story, which I shared that link. Mark has a great blue kicking cancer shirt. Um, and so people that I would never in my wildest dreams have ever met. And then I meet Russ randomly, meet Russ randomly at some networking thing. We become friends. And then he goes, uh, guess what? Well, yo, you know, guys, the reason I'm wearing black today, Russ has skin cancer and that's black. And so, you know, the tragedy was my sister dealt with cancer. But the triumph is we have been able to support people throughout the whole world because this disease is horrible. Mm. Did I follow up okay, Scott? Oh, man. I, I just tell you, it's um, just so remarkable. Um, not that you became Russ's friend because that's easy for, for us. <laughs> 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 but the fact that you, but that, that the fact that you met, and um, as we say, there are no accidents, no, right? Yes, there is no. no accidents. Annie, you're up, then Bob, then Noopy. Okay, I couldn't agree with that more. I, you know, I'm a firm believer that, you know, in this life we're given those tragedies, you know, but we're not given anything more than we can handle, right? It, we are in this moment on this show for this reason, for this purpose, for this message, for this impact for others. So like the biggest message that I get from all of this, and maybe you guys can agree with me, is don't suffer in silence. Get up. Get out. Don't let fear paralyze you. Get up. Speak out. You have a voice. You are loved, right? You are seen. I love how that we've all kind of connected this way. I'm honored and privilege to know you all hear your guys's stories because even just that i'm thinking wow these guys are so powerful and you guys are so amazing i, I love that so thank you guys for sharing your stories because i love stories for one but just don't suffer in silence don't just let's get up let's make this what this life is meant to give us let's make the most of it because that's all we have is time right everyone's like oh how do i get more time back and I'm like, it's not that you need to get time back. You need to get mm -hmm. back in time, right? You need to yep. get back in it, take back your life. So I love you guys. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I, I will often talk about the 1440 club, uh, 1440, uh, every day has 1,440 minutes. And yeah. as it turns out, there are no rollover minutes on your days, No. right? You, you will use that. every one of those minutes. It, but it's how we choose to use those minutes, which is where we started. We, we really started. We get to choose. We get to decide. Yeah. And uh, Bob, you are up. Yeah. So <clears throat> kind of in that same thread, right? The, taking opportunities is also just recognize uh, what create your priority list and then be, be honest with things that aren't a priority and mm -hmm. be okay with that, too. And I think that's actually, to me, sometimes more important. It's not to say I don't want to prioritize things, but also when things go, you know, when someone said, oh, you didn't do this. And I just kind of said, I said, right now, I said, 
because it's not a priority for me right now. And that's just, that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, but I also know that I don't want to spend my mind. We're talking about, you know, things I can't control. Well, I can control that as I don't, it's not a priority because I have these things over here, but then taking advantage of that time to make sure that I concentrate on things that I feel that are important or I need to concentrate on and give them my all, right? Give them my attention that they deserve. So be in that moment and take care of those things. Things that aren't a priority, just put them aside, but be honest about it. Don't be like, oh, I, I, I hate when people say, I don't have time to do it. I never say that to somebody. I, I, don't, I never say I don't have time. I just say, mm -hmm. not a priority for me right now. I can't do it. I'm proud of it right now. And that's okay. But I'd rather be honest with them than be like, oh, you know, I'm busy. We're all busy. You know, it, that, that, that's always been one of my pet peeves, right? When someone calls the office and they go, uh, is Annie busy? It's like, no, she's just sitting around drinking coffee, waiting for someone to call, right? It's like, absolutely. Of course she's busy. Um, but anyway. Dr. Nupi Aurora, the glitter practitioner, you get, to, you get to have the last words before we sign off uh, for this show. And I'm going to throw this. Uh, let me just throw this back up for a moment. Uh, Annie Lee, Dr. Nupi Aurora, Baron Robinson, Bob Feathers, Mark Kagiyama. The stories today, the impact has been surprising and remarkable. And I just want to say thank you to Russ for letting me, for trusting me to come Aww. in uh, to his show today. And I'm so grateful that he was making the right decision to spend time with his wife, to take care of her. Absolutely the right decision. He is leading by example. Uh, and for those of you who haven't had the opportunity, uh, he is the wise man that said, if you're befuddled, live the life you choose. And so, Dr. Newby. Take us um, out. Oh, gosh. I would say, well, first of all, today has been incredible. The stories, Mark, you've shared, Baron, and just all of us being here together, it has truly been just beautiful, is what I would say. And you can feel through the screen, even though we're like zillions of miles apart, you can feel that energy. And I want to bring this back to remember your needs matter. Own your needs, protect them, and really, truly believe that, you know what, when you are shifting a perspective from an, an energy vibration of love, hope, gratitude, joy, you know what, you become limitless in your potential and your health is everything absolutely without your health you can't work you can't do anything and you can always flip things around and you know the mark you're living proof of this baron you too we all are in our own ways and yeah i just want to leave that because if that helps one person who might be listening today and go oh gosh i want oh that sounds like i can do this now then brilliant it's the whole point of talking and sharing this so thank you russ for having me on the show tonight and thank you scott you've done a fabulous job and i just want to say thank you to everybody it's been beautiful to be a part of this today it really has so thanks all right wave goodbye we're gonna sign Bye. out <laughs> Stay in the green room of course we'll chat <laughs> oh.